Accidents are an unavoidable fact of life. Or are they? In this podcast, we discuss current events through one personal injury lawyer's perspective. In each episode, we'll focus on one event and attempt to answer the oftentimes not-so-simple question, who's to blame? I'm your host, Jonathan Ratchik. This podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Kramer and Levy and Ratchik PLLC and is for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you think you might have a lawsuit, you should contact an attorney. In the late morning hours of Saturday, January 8th, 2022, a five-alarm fire broke out in the Twin Parks Northwest apartment complex in the Tremont neighborhood of the Bronx. The fire was caused by a malfunctioning electric space heater that had apparently been running for several days in a duplex apartment that spanned the second and third floors. Although firefighters were able to contain the fire within the apartment in which it originated, smoke from the fire spread throughout the 19-story high-rise after the apartment's tenants fled their apartment and left the door open. When all was said and done, 19 residents lost their lives, including nine children, making this New York City's deadliest fire in more than 30 years. 44 people were also injured in the blaze, 13 of them critically, with life-threatening injuries. In this episode of The Blame Game, we try to answer the question of who, if anyone, is to blame for the tragic loss of life caused by this fire. Who is legally responsible for the death of the tenants who suffocated in their apartments because they could not get out in time? The most obvious answer is the tenants in whose apartment the fire started. Putting aside the fact that the space heater was being run without interruption for several days, The tenants were likely negligent in their operation of the space heater and ignored safety tips to prevent the fire from happening in the first place, such as keeping the space heater more than three feet away from anything that could burn, not leaving it unattended, and not plugging the space heater into an extension cord. According to the National Fire Protection Association, between 2013 and 2017, heating equipment caused more than 50,000 house fires, resulting in more than 500 deaths in the United States. Many, if not most, for these very reasons. It's simply hard to believe that if the space heater was not near anything combustible or left unattended, that the fire would have occurred in the first place, no less spread to the point where the tenants had to flee from their apartment. The tenants, however, are not the only ones who might be legally responsible for the harm caused by this fire. The manufacturer of the space heater itself could be legally responsible under the legal doctrine known as strict liability. Again, the FDNY's initial investigation indicated the space heater itself malfunctioned. The Consumer Product Safety Commission has also opened its own investigation to determine what role, if any, the space heater played in causing the fire. As of this broadcast, we do not yet know what specific space heater was involved, why it malfunctioned, or what precisely was wrong with it. For example, the space heater may have been manufactured improperly and contained faulty wiring or parts. It may have been defectively designed and not have had a mechanism which would cause the space heater to automatically shut off if it became too hot or accidentally tipped over. Or it may not have been accompanied by adequate warnings so that purchasers of the heater would know how to safely operate it, thereby rendering the space heater defective. Under any of these theories, the manufacturer and anyone else involved in the distribution and sale of the space heater could be held strictly liable for the fire and the resulting harm. Finally, The tenants and possibly the manufacturer and distributor of the space heater are not the only ones to blame for this tragedy. But not for the reason you might think. Oftentimes, there is a loss of life associated with fire because smoke detectors are either not installed or, when they are installed, 
are not working properly because the batteries are dead. In New York, the landlord is responsible for furnishing tenants with working smoke detectors, but the tenant is responsible for making sure that the smoke detector has good batteries. In this instance, there's no dispute that smoke detectors both within tenants' apartments and those within common areas of the building were working properly. In fact, they may have worked a little too well. Tenants who were interviewed afterwards mentioned how smoke alarms in the building were always going off, sometimes several times a day, so much so that they were being ignored. And this may certainly have contributed to tenants not evacuating the building right away when they went off, almost like the boy who cried wolf. You hear the alarm so many times that you start to ignore it, including the one time it's not a false alarm. What made this fire so deadly, however, was not the absence of working smoke detectors or even the fire itself. According to the FDNY, which has been investigating the cause of the fire, what made this fire so deadly was that the door to the apartment in which it started was not self-closing. In other words, it did not automatically close all the way when the apartment's tenants fled for their lives. This building was constructed in the 1970s and, unlike older high-rises and tenements, it did not have fire escapes. In the event of a fire, tenants have to exit the building through internal fireproof stairwells, which means it's critical that the size and spread of the fire be contained so that it does not interfere with residents trying to escape. And the way to contain a fire that starts in someone's apartment is by installing doors that close by themselves. Because if a door to a burning apartment is left open, the resulting cross ventilation will not only fuel the fire, but allow smoke from the fire to escape the apartment and travel to other parts of the building. Which is exactly what happened in this instance, with heavy smoke darkening every floor of the 19-story building and suffocating tenants who were trying to escape. And who's to blame for this apartment's doors not closing all the way? The building owners. That's not to say that the owners knew that the door leading to this particular apartment was defective. It's highly unlikely that the tenants ever complained to the building owners that the door was not self-closing or did not automatically close whenever they left. How would a tenant possibly be expected to know that? The building owners, however, are expected to know that and are responsible for not only maintaining their property in a reasonably safe condition, but for complying with the law as well. And the law, in this case, New York City's administrative code, requires doors that lead to interior corridors of multiple dwellings, such as the Twin Parks Northwest Apartment Complex, to be self-closing. Violation of the administrative code is evidence of negligence, regardless of whether the building owners knew about it, which means that, in the end, the building owners will arguably share in the blame for this tragedy and the resulting loss of life. Thank you for listening to The Blame Game. This episode was brought to you by Kramer, Dunleavy, and Ratchik, PLLC. Come check us out at kdrpilawyers.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, and have a great day.